0: up what up my friends welcome back to Vibe and Thrive and today I have a very special guest with me Mackenzie say hi Mackenzie hello (laughs) Mackenzie is my roommate I call her my roommate technically we both live alone in our suite here at Baylor but we live in the same I guess like apartment style yeah thing yeah (laughs) yeah suite is what Technically, we're sweetmates, but really, um, since we both kind of live alone, we spend a lot of our time together. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to hop right in. Kenzie and I are going to kind of talk about some experiences we've had as School of Music students at Baylor and as college freshmen in general, but first, I have to ask the pressing question. Mackenzie, how have you been vibing this week? Oh. I mean...
1: You know, I just haven't had a lot of, like, pressing work, so it's just been straight chilling week. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. What's a vibe for me right now is definitely the Pops Lemonade Truck on campus. That too. (laughs) Heck yeah. Because we've gone, what, three times, two times? I mean, pretty much almost every single day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, every day we could, we went. So, for me, that's a vibe, especially with, like, the weather and everything. Yes. It's very fucking. Awesome. Touch yourself in a nice lemonade, nice weather. Oh, it's greatness for sure. Yeah, but anyway, mm-hmm. that is awesome. I love that for you. As far as question number two, how are you, Mackenzie? Thriving. <laughs> Don't laugh at me.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I woke up this morning. That's always a win, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, it was just a good week overall. And, like, you know, I have my friends and my family, so I've just been, like, everything's been good. There wasn't really, like, anything bad. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that, just acknowledging the good. It's yes. always a good thing to yeah. do. I definitely can resonate with that. I, I think my thriving for this week is probably – that I've been getting all my work done like ahead of time. Heck yeah. There was the exception of that paper, but we don't talk <laughs> about it.
1: We don't talk about either of our papers.
0: <laughs> yeah. If any if any college students are listening, I'm sure you know what it's like to do a paper last minute. I think mine was a five page paper that I did in about an hour. So Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> uh we all make mistakes and funnily enough, I don't think we ever learn from them. <laughs> We just keep doing it. My thing is, let me know if you agree with this. Once I know that I can succeed at something, when like once I know that I can wait that long to do something and still succeed, I'm gonna keep doing it.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think
1: I think also because you took AP English, right? Mm-hmm. And having to do for us, I think having to do the like quick minute, like oh, you got yeah. like an hour to do three or three hours to do three essays so you had to do like an hour each I think that like broke us so we're not you know we're used to having to like
0: cram so that's how we work the best that's actually a really good point I never thought about that like how timed writings for sure these like I mean deadlines are one thing but being confined to like a time limit that's different
1: yeah and because I I did AP in uh my junior year of high school yeah and then I switched to dual credit and, you know, dual credit, we had weeks upon weeks to do our essays, but I would wait until like two days before and then like cram it all out. And she's like, wow, these are amazing. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. It's because we were trained. Because, you you know, you're trained to do one thing and then it's like, oh, you have all this time and it's just.
0: And yet you don't use it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Man. <laughs> wow. I love that we're really all living the same life in, in that regard. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it's like to be a high school student. That's what it's like to be a college student. And I feel like when you get to the professional world, it's a little different. But I feel like in some areas, that will be what it's like to be an adult. Yeah. In, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, kind, of, kind of in line with that and just our experience as freshmen, I kind of wanted to ask Mackenzie about, you know, what's her why? Because she's a school of music student, just like myself. And we're both pursuing music education but I'll let her kind of talk to you about what her purpose was for choosing this degree and kind of pursuing this career. So take it away.
1: Okay. Well, in order to do this, I'm going to have to go like way back. <laughs> yes. um, so I was, my family was military. my um, had, my dad has since retired. My mom was uh, medically discharged. Mm-hmm. And so I moved around a lot, like to the point where um I went to like three or four different schools in a matter of two years, something yeah. like that. Something it was something crazy like that. And um, I joined band in sixth grade, as all Texas students do. Yeah. And I just really like wasn't interested at first, and then I got to seventh grade, and I, I was like, oh, I'm no good. I'm gonna be in symphonic band, concert
0: band, blah blah blah, right?
1: And then. I made last year honor band as a seventh grader, and I was like,
0: "Wait, is that up? like y'all's top or whatever?" Yeah,
1: okay. Or uh, honor band. Is that more like the levels? So, this. so the levels are honor band, symphonic band, concert band.
0: Okay, so like, like the first one, like the top yeah. One. So I oh. made the top
1: band, yeah, and I made last year top band, and I was like, "What? <laughs> hold on, <laughs> like I, th- I thought I sucked." <laughs> so that kind of just was like, "Wow, okay, wait, hold on, like." I can see myself doing this for a while. And then I just found that like during like hard times, during uh, rough times, I would always find myself like practicing. So music was always like a solid thing that I had in my life and something that like I know if something were to happen to me or something like if I had to move again or whatever that that was going to be a consistent thing. So that's mm. why I was like, oh wow. Okay, maybe I should do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> And then you know like i went through um like all region processes and stuff and i i was very successful yeah um and i was just kind of like wow this is cool like something about this is intriguing um and then it was having those opportunities to do all region to do solo not someone you know marketing stuff like that i was like wow Not everyone gets this opportunity, you know, like you have like the 1A schools, the 2A schools um, who are like, you know, bottom of the barrel, like the toys that no one wants to play with because they're all broken. And it's like, wow, like those kids don't have the opportunity that I have. Like I was very blessed to have the opportunity that I had to go through those processes to learn to be able to play my instrument successfully, you know?
0: Yeah. So... Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, so, like, this program, like, th- that was kind of what made me go into it because I was
0: like, I want to give those students that opportunity. Yeah, totally. And I think it's, when we think about classifications of high schools in Texas, you know, like, 1A all the way up to 6A, it is, I mean, I've seen a lot of those small schools, and yeah. there mm-hmm. are great programs. They mm-hmm. really are. But it's it is kind of sad to see how just, the school system in general and funding and a lot of issues lead to maybe kids and programs across the spectrum just not getting the yeah. same a- attention or care that I feel like you and I got in high yeah,
1: school. Yeah, No, for sure, because I started out, I did my first two years of high school, so I did six through sophomore year as 4A. Mm-hmm so i i was able to see both like small school and big school Mm -hmm. because i then moved up to 5a Mm so it
0: was
1: it was nice and but for me being in the 4a that i was in we were a big 4a so Mm -hmm. i mean we got more opportunities than other 4as would have gotten Mm -hmm. so it was just it was nice to see the difference and to see like oh 5a and 6a like they have it nice like they have lots of funding they have you know great marching programs great band programs
0: yeah and of course it's on the whole like of course it's a generalization yeah. but yeah i totally understand what you mean because i came from that too
1: yeah and it was just like for me it was wanting to give back to those students that don't have the opportunity
0: yeah i love yeah. that and i love how you kind of talked about you know growing up in a military home and that being your consistency i think that is so cool because yeah. that's such that's unique to you for you sure yes yeah. uh i love that and of course i've kind of touched on it In previous episodes, but for me it was just because I grew up in an environment where music was appreciated, like both of my parents were music educators, so I'm pursuing this not out of obligation to them, but because I saw how they impacted students and I wanted to do that so badly. Yeah. So for me that's kind of the same thing, you know, and my parents taught, my parents both taught in Title I schools for almost a decade, and they came from small town Tennessee where they really saw what it was like to work, like start with nothing, start from scratch. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. And I think that because of that, I think that perspective is going to help me a lot going into the field because I know that, you know, I'm not going to get my first job and be thrown it. most likely. I'm not going to be thrown into a program that's big and has great retention and has great boosters and has great funding and, has great players and has a great program that's not promised to me and i know that because of what i saw my parents do i saw them take what they were given they were given great kids but they were also given kids with maybe not a lot of work ethic Mm -hmm. you know maybe it wasn't because they were bad kids but because they didn't have the motivation to work because of their circumstances and so i feel like if i as a director and let me know if you resonate with this i aim to take a kid as they are and not see them as you know like oh poor you you don't have what I had yeah more see more see them as like this is a kid in a program and I want them to stay in it if they like it and I want to see them succeed and I want to give them an experience they're gonna love
1: exactly so
0: I yeah okay cool
1: yeah I just I want to be able to give them opportunities because I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of times you know kids in the in that situation are in like different situations yeah they just don't get opportunities mm-hmm. and it's it's very sad to see so
0: or if they're there they just can't take them yeah so I feel like anything we can do and of course there's a lot that goes into that some of it's governmental some of it's social some of it's just I mean geographical really yeah and there's not a lot we can do about it but I think that's a good thing Like, that's exactly it. We can do something about it, you know. As this next kind of generation of educators, we can do our best to make kids love music. For sure. And do what we can to help them be able to do what they love. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm so pumped. (laughs) Clearly, we're freshmen, though, so we have a long way to go. Yeah. But kind of tell me about your freshman year experience so far in the School of Music and what you feel that you can take into these next... Few years in the degree and then on into the field. Um, well,
1: we did not get the normal freshman experience. I mean, everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, cause people. You know, even the other classmen come up to us and they're like, "We're, we're sorry," you know, because mm-hmm. they're like, "You just didn't get the opportunities." And I mean, it's fine. You kind of just got to roll with the punches, but mm-hmm. it's definitely a learning experience. So you know, like what to do from here on out, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, most of our classes are probably going to end up staying online just mm-hmm. cause it's more convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can definitely take, uh, having to, you know, convert ourselves to thinking for online learning rather mm-hmm. than in-person learning. So you can take that further on and then seeing the different, you know, leaps that our directors have had to take this year mm-hmm. just to allow us to stay in person on like rehearsing and then not not just that but like all of the other things they have to do mm-hmm. it's just interesting and you know it's going to store in the back of my mind but it would be interesting to see how i could use what i observed through them mm-hmm. to put it into work for when i graduate and like get into that situation myself
0: yeah I feel like it's preparing us to expect the unexpected oh for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I know for my parents it's been a tough transition to do online teaching and it's frustrating on the students end sometimes I know because we're like well why can't we just do this why can't we just do that
1: right yeah and
0: then I have to remember okay they don't like it either like as teachers they're not living for this either yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) well because I feel like you know making those personal connections making Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean just building a relationship like that's something we were able to do yeah in person all Mm -hmm. through high school yeah and it's just like now it's like very guarded off you know You don't make friends because everyone's like, oh, my God, COVID. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know, do what they got to do and then leave. Yeah. So it's very hard to build personal relationships, I feel like.
0: It is. Yeah. The one thing I think that I've learned this year is how we as people really are adaptable. and We are kind of forming to what we have to do to keep each other safe, but also not go crazy. Yeah. I mean, you and I are clearly friends. We live together. Um, so I think that's really a beautiful thing that we're still able to connect even if it's not on the level that we all want. Yeah. And for the School of Music, there, of course, there are things about every organization that we want to change. We know that. Yeah. It doesn't just go for sports. It goes for maybe your environment at the business school or in a sport. Yeah. No matter what program you're in, there's always room for improvement. There's room for change. Yeah. For sure. But I am loving my experience in the school of music. I mean, my studio is great. My professor is great. And I'm growing as a musician and as a person because of the environment. I'm not Oh yeah. No, now.
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like if
1: I could change one thing, of course, it would be, like, get rid of COVID. But other <laughs> than, I mean, well, yeah. that's pretty much everyone's thing now. But other than that, like, it was, I mean, it's been a good year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah i don't have much to complain about
0: yeah which is not the case so <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> not the case for everybody it's really easy to complain about things right now and i understand that but i also think that it's really important to acknowledge the things that are going well because mm-hmm. if not you're going to go crazy yeah and that's not to say it's not okay to acknowledge the things that suck yeah Um, because that's important too because you don't want to neglect those things yeah um I'm really learning this year like about healthy balance with all of that and also in line with healthy balance healthy balance is like scheduling and stuff and making sure I have time to practice so I guess on that I want to segue and ask you how you how have you learned as a college freshman to balance all the things we're asked to do not as just a freshman but like a a music major as well. Your face.
1: <laughs> That's a, it's, I mean, prioritizing. You just, yeah. I mean, you got to prioritize. Um, I've always been good at like taking a calendar and like writing like each day being like, okay, this is what I got to do on this day in order to get it done on this day. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, even then I still fail at like doing it on the day that I needed to get it done. Um, but prioritizing was a big thing because it's like, I want to go practice, but if I don't do
0: this, I'm going to
1: fail this class, you know? Yeah. And it was just, it was hard because they were, I mean, you and I've had this conversation before, but they're asking us to choose practicing or
0: school at some points. At at times. Yes.
1: And it's very like, you know, because first and foremost, we're musicians yeah and you know that's how we grew up that's how we think stuff like that yeah. was like practice then everything else but now it's more like everything else than practice and it's just yeah. it's very hard to figure out that balance mm-hmm. so and definitely taking rest days <laughs> yeah i mean everyone needs them you need them for sure yeah um otherwise your balance and your priorities will shift dramatically yeah.
0: so totally i definitely agree with that i mean rest is important even when you take musicianship out of the equation because people of all practices need time for themselves yeah and i think especially as musicians though if you're not resting both your face and your body and your mind it's really hard to function at a high level mm-hmm. at the high level that we're asked to in the school music or go to school yeah, it can get tiring.
1: For sure. I also feel like people don't take enough time to enjoy the things they enjoy doing. Yeah. I feel like it's I mean your life's gonna be miserable if you never if you're always doing the stuff you hate. So like mm-hmm. if you're always doing schoolwork, if you're always, you know studying, I mean you're just gonna hate life and it's gonna be very bad for you.
0: Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I focused too much on the things that were going wrong in my life and it cost me some relationships Yeah, because I was, I was sucking the fun just out of the room because I was miserable and that's not fair to anybody. Yeah. And so really trying to change that within myself is difficult because it does involve, like you said, just shifting my priorities, you know, to be just like, okay, if my word for 2021 is intentionality, how can I practice that if I'm, like, ignoring all the good things about life, you know? You have to yeah. be intentional, even your thoughts, Yeah, which is hard uh, because we can't always control what pops into our brain. For sure. Whether it be negative or positive, we can't always catch that and be like, oh, oh make that a positive thought. Yeah. Because it's impossible to be positive 100% of the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I just taking time for me doing cuz you you know you got to do something that makes you happy at least mm-hmm. once a day you mm-hmm. know so i i like watching like movies or something like
0: that mm-hmm. yeah so like before bed any movies in particular any genre that you love <laughs> i speak this way because she is very clearly obsessed with one thing and one thing only do you want to share
1: <laughs> why are you trying to expose me <laughs> Uh well <laughs> Marvel.
0: Yes. We love Marvel in this house and we do not shy away from it. No.
1: Not I also in the slightest. Yeah. I also very once in a while I like to watch uh <coughs> disaster movies, but that's
0: Yes, she does. What is it? Uh San Andreas. San Andreas
1: um, the day before day, tomorrow. The day after
0: tomorrow? Yeah,
1: that one. <laughs> Don't know why I said before. Um, Same thing. Yeah, I mean, could happen <laughs> any day. Se- the
0: sequel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, what are a couple others? Adrift. Yeah. Um, That's a good one.
0: Impossible.
1: That one's a good mm. one. I like watching that one a lot.
0: <laughs> so Sorry. you're like, my life's falling apart. Let's watch this movie about the world falling apart.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I can kind of relate to Impossible. Mm-hmm. Not on, like, that level by any means, but just, like. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But just, like, knowing what they went through. Because, you know, I did live through something similar. So. Yeah. Nice. And, yeah.
0: And that can be a story for another time. Yes. But <laughs> I did want to, uh, as we kind of begin to wrap up, I wanted to circle around something you had said about failing. Because my dad has, you talked about like failing to get your priorities straight or yeah. failing to meet this list of things you have to do in a day. And I always, man, I hate that I remember things that my dad has told me so much because it just proves that he's wise and I don't like to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> But he really is. And one of the things that he said that has stuck with me, especially in the past couple of years, is that just because you fail does not make you a failure. For sure. Because the, the word fail has such a negative connotation when in reality it's just a descriptor of circumstances. If you fail to reach a goal, you just didn't reach it. It doesn't mean that you are a failure. It doesn't mean that you are now defined by for sure. That one thing that went Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. No, for sure. Because, you know, you failed to meet a deadline. It's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still awake. You're still breathing. You're still. Yeah. I mean, you still have your family. You still, you know. Yeah. You have your friends. You're here. You're not living in your mom's basement. So like, <laughs> by yourself, you know. Yeah. So, I definitely think we get hooked up on looking at the one thing that rent went wrong mm-hmm. rather than looking at the life as a whole you know totally there's lots of
0: it does it, it, it's a mountain mm-hmm. climb like it it's an up and a down <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah i agree with that i love that i just i think that's really cool i think it's really right. applicable to us as musicians it is a hard major but like they're all hard yeah for sure <laughs> So I, I think that that's totally applicable to our age group, you know, yeah. going through our freshman year, or maybe our senior year of high school, or maybe it's our second year of college, and we're like, this is nothing like I'm used to, this sucks. Just anybody within, you know, a couple years ahead of us or a couple years behind us, it's just not the best.
1: For sure. I will say, um, change is the hardest thing. Trust no. me, I know. Um, I used to hate it. I would resent it. Yeah. But it's a good thing if it's done in the like correct way. So. Yeah. That's
0: so beautiful.
1: So profound.
0: <laughs> Stop it.
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: my bad. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah. Change, change is beautiful when it's done the right way. Man, that is so good. Mm, that's so good. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for talking and sharing with the people today mackenzie yes
1: thanks for having me of course
0: (laughs) mackenzie would you like to close us out with the tagline
1: sure go be a friend to someone today catch you on the flip side
0: (laughs) bye guys